Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Growing in Grace, once again, I'm Mike with Joel. We're glad you are with us. Thank you for sharing our podcast with a friend. Tell them how to find it. We've got our archives at graceroots.org. You can find our program on godcast1000.com. I believe, Joel, we were uh, listed as maybe the uh, 11th or 12th most listened to program on Godcast. So apparently some of our listeners are sharing with others what they're hearing and, and tuning back in again. We hope we can be an encouragement to you. Nice windy day outside here in Iowa. Joel, it's so windy that I thought I saw tongues of fire landing on the house, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it, uh, it's so windy, it knocked our electricity out for a few seconds earlier today. That was uh, something else. I uh, wasn't expecting that. The kids were down here playing some games on the computer, and all of a sudden we heard all these screams because <laughs> it it's dark in a basement uh, when the lights go out and everything turns off. So they were a little bit scared, but... Uh, yeah, windy, windy day, and uh, I guess, you know, Jesus said that the wind goes where it will, and uh, so it is with those who are born <laughs> of the Spirit. So. We have screams over at my house, too, Joel, but that's when I walk into the room and the lights are on. <laughs> oh, no, it's Dad. Well, uh, so, yeah, we're uh, we're doing this program, Mike, called Growing in Grace. Uh, you know, we talked last week about how the grace of God in many people's eyes, seems to be just simply a subject. You know, oh, uh, you know, what you guys talking about in church this week? Oh, oh well, we're going to talk, we're going to touch on grace. We're going to talk about grace, and then uh, next week we'll move on to something else, or maybe we'll do a series on grace, and then uh, after that we'll move on to uh, some other subject. But uh, our uh, kind of conclusion, or what we were really sharing uh, from your heart and my heart, Mike, was that grace to us isn't just a subject of the Christian life. It's really the essence of the Christian life. Nothing else that happens in the Christian life happens apart from God's grace, uh, because the grace of God is what the gospel, the good news, is really all about. Ever since Adam uh, ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and uh, in that sense, Adam fell away from grace, if you really think about it, because he had been living in God's grace uh, ever since he had been created, since uh, he decided, well, he made the choice in unbelief to eat from the tree that God had told him not to eat from. Uh, he died, spiritually speaking, fell away from God's grace, and it was through Jesus Christ that God's grace has been uh, reestablished in uh, the lives of, of people, uh, because through Jesus Christ, and, and not through any of our own works, but through Christ and his grace alone, we're made right with God, and everything that we do in this Christian life uh, is really rooted and established, in, and should be rooted and established in the grace of God. Otherwise, it's just fleshly works that don't really count for anything, but when it's done out of the grace of God, then that's where real life is lived, and it's, it's shown in, in what we do. Well, yeah. I mean, grace should never be one of the topical series that the pastor is going to teach. It should be the foundation of every teaching. I, I've seen it, too. I've seen the, the one-week series on grace, and then we'll move back on into uh, Noah and the flood or something like that. <laughs> you mentioned fallen from grace when you were talking about Adam. You know, uh, Paul referred to that. I mean, when you hear that phrase, fallen from grace, when I was in Christian radio, <laughs> one time, Joel, we, we received a letter from somebody who was uh, obviously uh, 
very rooted and grounded in externals and uh, a legalistic mindset. But they had uh, referred to a, a passage of Scripture, um, whether they realized it or not. They, they used the phrase, fallen from grace. And what they were talking about was people uh, who became Christians who had a lifestyle change, and then they would go back into uh, their old ways and, and sin all the time. And, and those were people that had fallen from grace. But when Paul used that phrase in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 4, he was talking to the Galatians who had uh, come into the, an understanding of the grace of God and then decided they needed to also trust certain aspects of the law for their salvation. So Paul kind of jumped on him and says, you know, you, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. And so Paul was talking to the Galatians about, you know, look, if, if you're going to start trying to trust in the law again, if you break one law, you're guilty of having broken all the laws. And so if you're going to go back to doing that, you have fallen from grace if you're going to go to trusting in your works again. Yeah, it can't be about our works. It, it can't be because um, that's the danger in fallen man, eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you know, going back to the, the Adam thing. You know, Adam had perfect union with God. He had, he had this life with God that he was free to eat from the tree of life, which represents Jesus. He, he was free to eat uh, and sup with the Lord, to have perfect fellowship with God. Uh, but when it became about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, about what was right and what was wrong, est- establishing a life based upon that rather than grace, then a person falls from grace, and, and that's what had happened with the Galatians. Even though they had, they knew the story of Adam, they knew the story of, of what had happened under the law, and then they came to receive Jesus Christ, Mr. Grace himself, and after that they went back uh, to trying to perform this Christian life under the power of their own flesh again. And so they had fallen from grace, and and I, I think that that the word grace is so misunderstood. If it's just something that means okay, well we've been forgiven, you know God's forgiven us, or maybe if we sin, yeah sure God will forgive us because of His grace. That's really an empty use of the word grace, because yes it's true that we're forgiven, but we're we stand in forgiveness because of what Christ did on the cross, because of His death on the cross. We stand forgiven, but because we've been made alive together with him as well, you know, that's grace. That's the power of grace, resurrection from the dead. We've not only been forgiven, but we've been made alive together with Christ, and, and that's grace at work. That's that's really what the, the power of grace does, is it is it makes us alive with Christ and it keeps us alive with Christ. And so everything that is done in this life in Christ is really a matter of God's grace at work in us all the time. Yeah, and, and you know, Joel, with, with this grace, one of the things that really changed my life as I began to understand more about righteousness by faith and the exchange life and this grace that we're talking about, as I, as I was understanding and learning more about this, that the one thing that I couldn't separate from it that really changed my mindset, it changed my life, was when I began to understand, at least, and, and I probably only understand a very small fraction of what love is right now, but as I began to even understand that very little bit about what unconditional love is, 
And, and we here on earth, we people, we, we don't really understand what uh, unconditional love is. It's just something we haven't experienced and you probably won't experience outside of your relationship with God because he is the one who has perfect, unconditional love for you. And when I began to understand that, that I wasn't going to change how God thinks about me, I wasn't going to make him angry by what I did or didn't do. He was going to love me the same. I was always going to be his. It had nothing to do with my performance. I couldn't make him love me more. I couldn't make him love me less. When that truth penetrated my heart, it changed my entire mindset about everything about me and God and the gospel. And it just turned on all kinds of lights and opened up all kinds of windows that I didn't even know existed. And and you can kind of get an idea of, of what that kind of love is by looking in 1 Corinthians 13. I always thought 1 Corinthians 13, which we refer to as the great love chapter, I always thought for a long time that was just talking about how we should love one another. And it can be that. But I think if we take a close look at it, maybe get some diff- different translations out and look at some of the original language, some Bible commentary perhaps, you'll get some, some really cool definitions of what unconditional love really is. As I look at it, Joel, I mean, you you might not get it if you're reading King James or even New King James, like what I like to read, but there's just some really cool things in here. Love makes no demands. Let that sink in for just a minute. Love, and remember, God is love. Love makes no demands. Love keeps no account of evil, or love keeps no record of wrong. There's some incredible stuff about God's love that will change your life, and um, you, you can't separate that from grace either. No, and you and you really we really do um, need to look at that scripture in the light of it being an explanation, not only of course of 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 love that we have for one another, but really uh, God's love. Because you know the Apostle John, he, I think he's the one that said God is love, and he used the word agape. God is agape love, um, and he's God is unconditional love, and in First uh, Corinthians 13, each use of the word love there is that same word, agape. And so if love is all those things, and is, and if God is love, then God is all those things. We can really look at that. And, and uh, you, you were saying just a few minutes ago, Mike, that, it, that uh, it's something that is probably very true, that it's not something that we're necessarily going to see in this life in other people yeah we'll see uh we'll see people love and and we'll by the love of christ in us we'll love other people as well but uh, so much of it we have to take by faith you know just even just the fact that christ died on the cross we take that by faith we weren't there when it happened but we we understand that god showed his love to us by christ dying on the cross it's really a walk of faith and i was looking at um colossians 2 7 uh, paul says there uh, it says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. You know, well, how did we receive Christ Jesus the Lord? Well, we received him by faith and, and by gra- by God's grace. And in the same way, we're to walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. It's really a walk of faith and uh, knowing God's love and grace, if we're going to try to figure it out with our with the natural mind, we're not going to be able to figure out. It's it's really a matter of of taking it and understanding it and trusting it by faith and becoming more and more established in it and, and growing in it throughout our lifetime. And so, if you know some of the things that we're sharing here, if you don't quite understand it, 
it's taken Mike, uh, you and I, years to understand some of this stuff. And we've often said that we're, we really only think we're hitting the tip of the iceberg. And so uh, understanding God's unconditional love and his grace, it is a lifetime process. And I think uh, for all of eternity, we're going to be learning more and more of the wonderful love and grace of God. Yeah, and depending on your perspective, maybe hitting the tip of the iceberg is a good thing because (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I was running straight into the iceberg before and and sinking in some pretty deep water. Yeah, and that's no fun. (laughs) No. And the Titanic hit an iceberg too, and that wasn't very good. No. So hitting the tip of it, maybe we'll stay afloat (laughs) for a while. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, so I have to love you. Um, that's not really what love is. A- Any time that you have to do something, that's not mm, born that's out right. of love, by the way. Uh, now, there may be some resemblance to love in action of some kind, but we, we don't really understand love sometimes when we feel like we're doing it because we have to. Love should automatically allow us just to uh, give Christ a chance to, to live through us and demonstrate that unconditional love in a way where other people can receive it. Yeah, that's right, Mike. For so long I was trying so hard to love God and to love people. And when I finally figured out that, okay, God's love is in me. I'm I'm complete in Christ, and now it's a matter of of learning about that love and and growing in it and uh, and not so much striving uh, to make it happen but living from the life of Christ that's already in me. That's uh, the grace of God at work. Well, hey, I'm Joel. Uh, Mike Kapler here with me. Uh, Growing in Grace, our program, as you said at the beginning of the program, Mike, our listeners can check us out at graceroots.org. Past the archives of our programs are there. We hope to be with you again next time as we talk more about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.